0: Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You'll hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Suzanne. Welcome to The Courage Effect. So I am a... I love all things gastronomic. I am a cook, I love food, I love beverages. I particularly love fermented beverages and I particularly love wine and beer. And I am very fortunate because I live in Seattle, which is pretty much a craft beer mecca. And one of my husband, Tom and I, our favorite breweries is Stoop Brewing in Ballard. We've been going to their tap room for about the past 10 years. They just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. And we love their beers. He's part of the he's part of their beer club. And we even have the the dog toy for our dog bacon uh, of the Stoop Beer Can, which I'll post an image to on the website so that you can all see it. And I'm thrilled to not just support Um, A business whose products that I love, but a small-owned business that is doing amazing stuff and creating really wonderful communities and spaces around their beer. So I'm thrilled today to have our guest, who is one of the co-owners of Stoop Brewing, who is Lara Zahaba. Lara is responsible for all things aesthetic, from the design of the taproom and the beer garden to space and merchandise. Formerly a veteran of the wine industry, Lara has 20 years of experience in marketing, PR, and education, and as a big fan of small details, she revels in the creative ways to share all things stoop. Laura is a dedicated ale girl, always migrating towards pints of pale, IPA, porter, and stout. And I have to say, your Mosaic Pale Ale is my all-time favorite beer, so I definitely fall into that camp. Laura, welcome to The Courage Effect.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, and I have to say, like, I think one of the reasons I'm in this place in my life is that I too am a lover of all things gastronomic, not only beer, but all the beverages fermented especially.
0: (laughs) Yes, well, and it's there's so much goodness and I feel so fortunate to live in Seattle, not just because of the beverages, but the food. I mean, we live in an amazing place. We do for sure. We do. Well, I would love to have you talk a little bit about, I mean, this is the courage effect. So what it, you know, the courage that really took to start your business, I mean, as the co-owner of the brewery. So talk a little bit about taking the leap to start Stoop.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit in order to tell you a little bit about where we got to the precipice for that leap. Um, One of my, you know, so I am an English major and I am an English major who spent a year abroad in Italy and came out of that experience with the desire to speak Italian and somehow get to Italy. And I just, I really was motivated to figure out what possible career could satisfy that desire. And that's what led me to wine in the first place and more specifically to Italian wine. So one of my first acts of courage was... Leaving a stable job in Seattle to pursue that desire, and um, that was in rebellion to my parents, who of course advised to to stick to the safe route. And um, but Brad and I leapt over to the East Coast, and I worked for a national wine importer called Winebow, and was able to actually live that dream. But at the same time. I ended up kicking Brad's home brewing out of our teeny tiny Hoboken apartment, mm. and he ended up brewing at several New York area breweries. And at the time, we had no idea that that would be so integral to decisions that we would make later on, because we eventually ended up returning to our home in Seattle um, and returning to, well, he returned to his lab job, and I continued on my wine path for another wine importer that was based here locally. And we started our family. We had two boys, and when those two guys were really young, and we were just living the daily grind, we realized that we were really unhappy um, and just really dissatisfied with our day to day lives. And we both came to the conclusion together that we needed to make a pretty dramatic change, and we we wanted to. Uh, We ultimately wanted to be doing something that we were both passionate about. And our entire dating life had been centered around craft beer, the enjoyment of craft beer, mostly because of Brad's earlier discovery of it than my own. But um, so it was in those, it was in those early parenting years that we were like, all right, you know, let's start a brewery. Let's take this big leap. And that was, I mean, that was an even larger act of faith or, leap of courage, I guess, um, than the first one, because we had so much, you know, more to lose as young homeowners and parents of young children, or actually, maybe I shouldn't say young homeowners, because <laughs> we weren't necessarily so young at the time, but we were, but we were parenting very young children. Yeah. Um, and the brewery was mostly financed Mm -hmm. through an SBA loan. Mm -hmm. Um, And in order to secure that financing, we had to leverage our house. But the loan demanded uh, even more guarantees and Brad's parents ended up having to guarantee their home on Lake Coeur d'Alene as well as their centennial farmland in Iowa. And so it was pretty terrifying to us that our failure could really jeopardize everything that they had spent their entire lives building. Yeah. It's a lot of risk. There was a fair bit of risk. And it's interesting when I look back, I wasn't afraid of taking that risk at that time. I was, we were really struggling and I just knew we had to shake it up and we needed a pretty dramatic change. And so I pushed hard for the leap and I absolutely do not regret it it was the right decision but I do find it interesting that today when we're presented with new opportunities surrounding the brewery I'm not as bold in my um willingness to take those risks right because 10 years later we actually do have so much more to lose so it's kind of an interesting uh dynamic surrounding risk and comfort and <laughs> strategies I guess
0: it's so interesting and and I think that's the larger trend of when we're younger we tend to we tend to jump faster because we have we have less risk we have we haven't built as much so the stakes are higher when i mean even though you had really high stakes i mean that's that's a lot because it's not just your properties and you know it was it was about Brad and Brad's family too Um, but it must have, it must be interesting too, as you scaled the business, because you have multiple, you have three locations now. And I know last year you opened up Capitol Hill with, with optimism brewing, um, Mm -hmm. and the changes there. So what, what are the things that, that feel different for you now? I mean, is it, is it just risk in general that as you think about it, anything in particular that bubbles up for you?
1: Oh, well, I suppose if we wanted to talk about all of the personal issues, we could talk about what becoming a mother does to your, you know, biological makeup and uh, <laughs> how that infan- enhances your fears of everything um mm-hmm. but in talking about Stoop, I just realized that um that I'm proud of everything Brad Robin and I have built together mm-hmm. and and it would make me profoundly sad if we were to make a decision that, harmed the business or that just made the business unsustainable going forward. And I would feel that would be a profound loss. And I honestly, I mean, I know I would persevere and all of that, but it's hard for me to imagine where I would land or what kind of work I would do. Um, aside from representing, you know, something that is my own. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, being an employer is not easy. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe
0: I've forgotten how to be an employee. I don't know. <laughs> but I but well, no, but you have a lot of people. You have a lot of staff. And I have to say your staff is always the happiest people. They are so welcoming. They are, I love your staff. I mean, like we have great conversations Even. when I go. So you're doing something right.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, it is important to us to have a warm, welcoming space for sure. Um community oriented and um yeah we hire friendly people and we know friendly and beer lovers they're educated they can really share the story of the beer and i'm often sitting at the bar and just hearing their engagement with the customers and we're definitely proud of it we always like to say that stoop crew is the best crew
0: yes undoubtedly so good <laughs> what's the biggest surprise for you about you know just as, as as you've gone through the past 10 years i'm just curious what are what are some of the what are some of the things that you didn't expect
1: Mm. That's a great question. Well, I mean, I obviously don't want to get Meyer down by the P word, but the pandemic was a huge surprise and it was extremely difficult, but in a very strange way, it was also extraordinarily motivating. I think as we were humming along, right, we were probably at about seven years in or so, and we're humming along and um, all of a sudden we have this global situation and within a day we're like shut down.
0: Yeah.
1: And we had to really come together, jump, and figure out how to save the business. And I am always so proud when I reflect back on that because Brad Robin and I are really great partners. Um, we have uniquely complementary skill sets. And we just if we just came together once again and got creative. And, you know, all went into action and figured out all of the possible solutions for that period of time. And it was a really great reminder to us of how well we work together when we're, when we're in that active phase.
0: Sounds like an amazing trio. Yeah, it's been good. (laughs) Well, and how interesting too. I mean, talk a little bit about what you do. I mean, you obviously do the marketing and the merchandise and on all of that. Um, how, How do you, how do you distribute the, the, the work even just between you, Brad and Robin?
1: Uh, well, Brad is our head brewer, director of operations, and he's really the business manager. Robin is also a brewer, and she is um, so great at systems. And as a former teacher, she is really good at uh, people. <laughs> and so she she doesn't actively do our human resources, but she's a really great source for establishing our um, or procedural our operations. And then I am really more on the creative side. So like you said, merch, our labels, I work with a really great woman owned branding company in Seattle called Blind Tiger on our designs. I work with a really great man since day one on the design of our physical spaces. So I have I've met so much extraordinary talent in this whole process. Um, And I don't know. I have a lot of support in executing the vision, but I would say everything
0: that's outward facing pretty much comes from me. So That's, a, that's amazing. Well, and I love the designs. That's one of the other things that's, that's always so good is because you have so many beers that are out, out on the shelf yeah. and the labels are always, they're always something really funky going on. So, and I, I love that. And I love so much, um so much nod to music and a lot of like, Punk music from the eighties, which I'm a fan of. So, um, <laughs> we give yeah, our so. age
1: away, I think, <laughs> a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Age given away. Um. But yeah. But it's always fun, and that's the thing. I think that you're you're creating a really fun brand, and we have to cut to a break. But I'd love to hear more about the dynamics, maybe between you and Brad and Robin and the different. I'm sure there are some challenges there too, because you're in business with, with your partner. So definitely. all right, great. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute. This is the courage effect. Stay tuned. Courage takes on many forms. I believe that one of the most courageous things that we can do is recognize when we need help and seek out support. Is something interfering with your happiness or keeping you from achieving your goals? If you're going through a hard time, possibly struggling with depression or anxiety, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and accessible. It's an online platform where you can be matched with a professional therapist in as little as a few days just by filling out a few questions. I know from personal experience that finding a therapist and the right fit can be really difficult. With BetterHelp, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. For more information and to sign up to get matched with a therapist, go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash courage. Visiting this link both supports the show and gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp.
1: Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne, and my guest today is Lara Zahaba, who is one of the co-owners of Stoop Brewing. So Lara, we've been talking about the challenges of starting a business overall, and just the risk and the courage that it takes to do that. And this was something that you did with your husband, with Brad. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, also Robin, I don't wanna forget Robin, but I'm curious about the dynamics that you have. I mean, you talk about the, the strengths of having three owners. Um, I'm sure there also might be some challenges with that, particularly with one being your partner. So give us a little bit of background on that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, there are definitely some challenges. I think the greatest challenge is that, you know, there, there's no separation really between um, our daily lives, right? We are living and working the brewery 100% of the time. So, so. When Brad and I come home from work, we're not really able to share stories from a completely different venture. Um, yeah. Sometimes it can be challenging, like to set boundaries, like you know, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this challenging brewery issue at ten o'clock at night as we're getting ready for bed and causing, you know, stressful sleep cycles. Yeah. Uh, but I think the real reason it works for me and Brad is that, and for Robin too, of course, is that the three of us really do have distinct lanes in the brewery. The fact that I am not getting in the way of whatever Brad wants to brew, and I am not in the brewery tinkering or, or making mistakes or whatever the case might be. And he is really not at all involved in, you know, the next t-shirt that I want to make. He really doesn't want to be bothered with my design decisions, except when it comes to the bottom line. And, um, and so that keeps us independent enough um, for the collaboration to really work. But we always talk about, I don't know, we have a very funny, the three of us do have a funny dynamic. I mean, I, even though I'm fully, you know, I have uh, the ability to make the design decisions and all of that, I always seek reinforcement and I tend to seek a, um, not approval, but I want I want to know what other people like, but Brad Robin and I specifically have this very funny dynamic where I often bring something to them, they make their choice, and and then I go in a completely different direction, and they're always <laughs> laughing, they're like, why are you even asking us? <laughs> uh, but for some reason, their opinions really clarify my own, and I'm not quite sure what that dynamic is about. <laughs>
0: Well, it's nice that you have partners that you can do that with, and that you are also comfortable with still doing what you want to do, even though you have their feedback. I think that there's something to be said about about having the courage to do that to, to to really go with your gut, but at the same time, you've cultivated that trust with with both of them, obviously, to have that dynamic. So,
1: yes, yes, it definitely works, and of course, on the larger scale decisions, we're we're collaborating equally, and we're not. We actually we actually have not had issues that we really don't come to agreement on we really we really are able to find common ground in most of the bigger business decisions
0: yeah and that's pretty remarkable especially after going through the pandemic
1: I think it is I think it is yeah Yeah. but it is interesting I, I would say that one of the other ways it's a challenging it can be challenging to work with your partner is that um sometimes it's not my style. I, I mean, I tend to push when I see something that needs to be addressed. And of course, I push on Brad in ways that I wouldn't push on Robin or any other colleague or employee. So that can be really great for certain aspects of the business. But of course, that can present stress and challenges at home. So, you know, it's a it's a lively environment that <laughs> we're living and working within. <laughs>
0: it is a lively environment and well it's good that you're i mean you're recognizing it and that you're talking about it and you have to because i think a lot of the time these dynamics happen and people are just like yeah we just will ignore it but it sounds like you and Brad have a have a really strong relationship and if anything it might it, it's probably made your relationship all all the stronger
1: it has i mean i think Brad and i've been together for a really long time it took us a really long time to actually get married and have the children and then start a business so there's several there's a lot of years of history there And, um, and working together and understanding one another's personalities. And we're, I mean, we see eye to eye on so many things, but we're pretty dramatically different. I mean, he's a chemist, he's a black and white thinker, and I am an English major and I am not a black and white thinker. I'll torture anyone. I, I have a mug. I think Brad bought me the mug that just says, hang on while I overthink this, (laughs) or hang on a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny, yeah. But it's really fun. So my dad's a chemist, and my sister and I were English majors. (laughs) So you know, you know. (laughs) Yes, I know. My dad's also a really deep thinker, though. So it's, I think, and you're. It sounds like Brad probably is too. So you probably also bond on on that, even though, yeah, yeah, overthinking. He really
1: is. He's funny. He is a he is a deep thinker. He really understands. I've always been amazed. You know, I'm just one of those people that can breeze through, and I could do my, I could always do my homework fast. I could always nail the test, but sometimes I think back and think, did I absorb that material? And Brad really absorbs. And gosh, when we're having dinner table conversation and he can just, the histories, the politics or whatever he can recount, I think, where was I when we were learning this? <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, it's just different brain wiring for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that. Well, what I'm curious for you too, is that, you know, you the it's so wonderful to see the the success of the brewery and the fact that you have these new spaces and that you're growing. Um what's next for you? I mean obviously like you talk about, you know, the, the more that you grow, it's great but it's about sustaining it and figuring out how do you how do you keep that success going? And there's obviously changes happening in the beverage industry. So what's what's on your radar right now?
1: Well, we are paying a lot of attention. We're seeing we are just seeing a lot of competition I think in the craft beverage segment not necessarily from other craft beer makers but you know ready to drink cocktails um the hard seltzers all of all of these extra options combined with a real vibrant interest in a bever- or excuse me in NA beverages right now do present us with challenges for staying relevant and being um being both a place and a beverage that the consumer wants to reach for so We definitely, I mean, we will always continue to make the best beer we possibly can make. And we don't want to jump on trends, obviously. We want to stay true to ourselves, but we also don't want to ignore uh, important signs from the consumer. Um, So, yeah, we just continue to grow. We have, you know, we have recently started adding, uh, like, for this winter where we have a warm cider available in the tap rooms um and the tap room laws in washington do allow us to serve wine as long as it's local washington made wine so we are we have just recently started to offer you know wine for those that might be coming along with their beer loving friends and prefer a different option
0: yeah i remember seeing slushies there last summer some wine slushies
1: (laughs) (laughs) we had to really really work on brad for that one, <laughs> he was—he was, he was well, not a yes.
0: Well, <laughs> it's but I, we I did was... one
1: for a special event, and I think convinced him that it could be fun.
0: <laughs> well, and as you said, like you have to—you have to appeal to a broader audience. Sure. So it's—and you have so many beers available. I mean, it's amazing when you go, just like just the line of taps—it's vast. Yeah. So it's—it yeah. is nice that you have those other options, <laughs>
1: for sure. Yes. It's fun. It's fun. The slushies will be back in the summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So you get the hot cider in the wintertime and then you get the right. slushies in the yeah. summertime. Yeah. I didn't know that about Washington wines though, with uh, being, being able to serve. So that's great.
1: I know that is, it is interesting. It is a nice collaboration for a long time. We've been able to serve to offer cider. Um, It's just been a few years now, I think on the, on the wine.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's also great like to have the food trucks there. Like, so you're supporting all these other local businesses. And I know that, you know, you're really involved in the, in the larger community beverage community and supporting others. Um, As we wrap up the show, I want to talk about a few things that I've heard from you and I want to give you an opportunity to promote an event that you have coming up next week. Um, Mm -hmm. The risk that you took... You know, that that when you started the business and now as you, you know, as you're getting a little bit older, maybe assessing risk through a different lens because maybe having more to lose. And it's not just so much about you, but it's also about other people and also, you know, (laughs) Taking the time to to really respect the dynamics that are going on and to recognize what's going on, you know, with with your partner and with Robin as you run the business, um, to make sure that you're addressing some of those relationship needs to to keep your both your relationships happy and the business happy and successful, and also just talking about you know support of community, your people, and doing something that you love. I mean, the thing that really just exudes from you is the joy in what you do. So that's that's a beautiful thing so thank you thank you for thank you for creating great spaces thank you for creating amazing beverages and on that note give us some insight into the into the the brewery warming party you have happening next week
1: absolutely I'm happy to um so hopefully your beer loving listeners know that we did open on Capitol Hill in August this past summer at the corner of Broadway and Union uh, but it was just recently that we brewed our first beer in that beautiful brewery. And so we are hosting a brewery warming party on Thursday, January 25th, in order to release that beer, which will be a hazy IPA, which is a fan favorite up there on Capitol Hill. So we're inviting the community to come in and celebrate with us. Um you know we'll be there at 5 p.m. It's an opportunity to to meet us and get to know us a little more in a new neighborhood. Uh, We'll host brewery tours. We'll be offering $5 glasses of that hazy IPA. And we're just looking to have a fun celebration with the neighborhood and beyond. I mean, travel from Ballard. It is possible. I have learned in this venture that it is possible to leave Ballard. (laughs) (laughs) Not something I necessarily knew before,
0: (laughs) before Capitol Hill. Well, I as I I will be venturing to Capitol Hill and also to your Kenmore location and I love that you're doing all these other events too. Family friendly events. That's the other thing that I want to make sure that I mentioned. So, yes. um, yes. Yes, so. we are
1: family friendly for sure. And and friendly dog on leash friendly. I mean, I think we might actually at this point have more dogs than children running <laughs> around, <laughs> but we love both.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's at least a couple dogs every time I go to Ballard, that's for sure. So, Yes. Laura, thank you for a great conversation. It was such a pleasure to have you as a guest.
1: Well, it was really lovely to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to share
0: our story. Yes, thank you. And for all of you out there, um, support local business. Yes, (laughs) please. (laughs) Always. I want to make sure that I encourage everybody to do so and know the work and the effort and the courage that it takes to going into that.
1: See you in the tap rooms. (laughs) See you in the tap rooms soon. (laughs) Thanks,
0: everybody. Stay courageous.